This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And a very pleasant good morning, everybody. As always, good to be back with you. This is the Marlins Rewind. And yesterday afternoon at Wrigley Field in Chicago, the Marlins and the Cubs tangled in Game 2 of their three-game weekend series. Pablo Lopez went opposite of the veteran left-hander Drew Smiley. And with a recap, as always, here is Glenn Geffner. Another frustrating game offensively for the Marlins. They lose to the Cubs 4 to nothing. Miami shut out on five hits, four singles, and a double. Marlins have been blanked 12 times this season now, most in the National League, third most in all of baseball. They have not scored a run in seven of their last 27 games. Drew Smiley started for the Cubs. He'd been scuffling coming in. Pablo Lopez looking for a bounce-back outing for Miami today after the shaky start at home Sunday against the Mets. This game was scoreless through the first couple of innings. Marlins put two men on in the first, couldn't score, went down 1-2-3 against Smiley in the second. But in inning number three, leading off, playing in his second big league game, the left fielder, Peyton Burdick. On 1-2, Burdick, a line drive down the left field line. That's going to get down for his first major league hit. Cut off by half, a big turn at first base. Burdick slams on the brakes. And in his second game, fourth A.B., Peyton Burdick has hit the big leagues for the first time. Uh, outstanding. Give you a clap for that one. And the Marlins had leadoff man on in that third inning against Smiley. Miguel Rojas hit into a fielder's choice. Burdick was a race at second base, 6-4. to four. And when Joey Wendell hit a fly ball to right, there were two outs with Miggy at first base. But Jesus Aguilar singled, advancing Rojas to second. And Brian De La Cruz banged a base, hit into right field. Miggy was waved around third by Al Padrique. He came home. There was a strong throw from the right fielder, Seiya Suzuki. And Miggy was called safe at the plate by Larry Vanover for a 1-0 lead. However, the Cubs challenged the call, and it was a bang-bang play. And to our surprise, we thought it was going to be a call stands. Really, I didn't feel as though you could definitively tell that he was out, but it was overturned. And instead of being up one nothing and the inning continuing, we remained scoreless and the inning was over. Marlins did not score despite three hits in that third against Drew Smiley. And they would manage only one base hit over the final six innings after that. Meanwhile, the Cubs, who hadn't scored against Pablo Lopez, finally broke through in the fourth with one out, a double by Ian Happ, a man at second base for the shortstop Nico Horner. The 0-1 to this right-handed batter really crowds the plate against Lopez. That's ripped down the left field line. Burdick in pursuit, and he can't get it. It falls for a hit. Waved at third half. He's coming home. Burdick's throw, not in time. Headed to second base corner, and it's 1-0 Cubs. Frank Schwindel would then walk, putting men at first and second. Pablo came back, though, with back-to-back Ks. P.J. Higgins swinging, Zach McKinstry swinging, and the... Cubs had a 1-0 lead through four. They would add to that advantage in inning number five. A leadoff hit by Christopher Morrell. He would go to third base and a single by Rafael Ortega. So right out of the shoot, leading 1-0. Cubs at the corners 
Nobody out. Fifth inning for Wilson Contreras. 3-2 runner goes from first, and Contreras lines one to right for a base hit. Morell scores. Ortega's headed for third, and it's 2-0 Cubs. And they weren't done. Men at the corner, still nobody out for the right fielder, Seiya Suzuki. This will be the 80th pitch for Lopez. The 0-2 to Suzuki, and that's bounced to short. Rojas has it. Underhands to Wendell. That's one. Back to first. They get the double play, but in from third, Ortega to make it 3-0 Chicago. Cubs would get back-to-back hits from Ian Happ and Nico Horner after that. Horner went 3-4 for four today, but probably able to strike out Frank Schwindel ending the inning. Seven men to the plate. Cubs had five hits in the inning, managed two runs, left a couple, and it was 3-0 Chicago through five. Pablo out there to begin the sixth inning. His first pitch of the sixth, his 91st of the day, his last of the day to P.J. Higgins. 1-0 is in the air deep down the left field line toward the corner. Fair or foul? That is a fair ball and a home run for Higgins. His fifth of the season, and it's 4-0 Cubs. And 4-0 is how this one would end. Pablo pulled after that Higgins home run. Five innings plus, nine hits, four runs. Walked two, struck out six. Allowed the long ball to Higgins. 91 pitches, 64 strikes. On the other side, Drew Smiley had his best start of the year. He went six and two-thirds innings, his longest start of 2022. Allowed five hits and no runs. Walked one, struck out four. For Smiley, a season high, 106 pitches, 69 strikes, and Mark Leiter Jr. would take it from there. He got the final out in the seventh inning. Remember the hit by De La Cruz? We thought it given the Marlins a 1-0 lead in the third. Well, they didn't have another hit until Charles LeBlanc doubled with two outs in the seventh. That ended a run of 11 straight set down by Smiley. He was pulled at that point. Mark Leiter Jr. came on. He got pinch hitter Garrett Cooper to ground to short and then set down the side 1-2-3 in both the eighth and ninth innings as the Cubs win this one Four to nothing. For Chicago, four runs, ten hits, no errors, eight men left. For the Marlins, no runs, five hits, no errors. They strand five in the game. Drew Smiley, the winning pitcher, four and six. Pablo Lopez takes the loss. He's seven and seven. Time of the ball game was two hours, forty-six minutes. Play this one in front of another big crowd at Wrigley Field, thirty-six thousand seven hundred eighty-seven. Cubs have won back-to-back games after a five-game losing streak. They're 43 and 63 on the season, now 22 and 32 at home. As for the Marlins, they've lost seven of eight. They've lost 19 of 28 beginning July 6th. They fall 11 games under 500 for the first time this year at 48 and 59. Marlins now 25 and 31 on the road. Cubs win at 4-0 for the Marlins. A total of five hits in this game. Brian De La Cruz had two of them, a couple of singles his first two times. He went two for four. You heard Peyton Burdick's first ever major league hit in this ball game. Charles LeBlanc has it safely in six of his first seven in the big leagues with a seventh inning double here today. The other Marlins hit a third inning single by Jesus Aguilar. Just no offense for this Marlins ball club. And they are shut out for the 12th time this season, for the seventh time in the last 27 games. Cubs win it 4 to nothing. The Marlins and Nation working together to strike out cancer in our communities. Every time Marlins pitcher records a strikeout this season, $25 donated to Nation's Drive Pick Initiative to support cancer research. Today, a total of nine strikeouts, six by Pablo Lopez, three by Jeff Brigham. That's $225 from the Marlins and Nation's Drive Pick Initiative. For the season now, 935 strikeouts in total, $23,375 from the Marlins.
to AutoNation's Drive Pink initiative. Okay, well, the offense remained quiet for the Marlins shutout for the 12th time this season yesterday. Let's hear what the skipper, Don Mattingly, had to say afterwards. What uh, challenges does Smiley present, especially to a young lineup? Well, he's, he's always had a, been a guy that's had good stuff. You know, he's got the good breaking ball. Uh, he's a little cutter. He'll two. He, he's sneaky, kind of throws harder than people think. Uh, and he's just going to be, you know, be able to add and subtract. But anybody now that has that curveball seems to give guys trouble. Is that even more trouble, a guy like that, for a, a you know, young club? Well, I mean, I think in general, I think it's always going to be trouble. You know, your guys are going to have trouble when they're trying to make adjustments and they're just getting here. Um, but, you know, again, like J.J. like didn't really get anything today, but I thought he squared up a couple of balls or something mm-hmm. that good. Dela was good today. Um yeah, we, we hit some balls decent early, and then it just seemed like we hit, once they scored, it's like it got away from us. The base hit by uh, De La Cruz, which I know it's hard to see from where you are, but you, did you guys feel like it, he was it was going to be overturned? Uh, we couldn't really tell. Mm-hmm. Uh, Austin sees it. He, he kind of felt like he was out. Uh, so Austin's been pretty good down there. Um, so it's, it sounds like they got it right. I haven't seen it, but it sounds like they got it right. Do you get the feeling sometimes the way things are going? I mean, you, you finally get a run, and... You know, you get the call, and even it was a borderline at best, and it overturned. Yeah, I mean, we just got to kind of – we got to be able to push some runs across or at least not, not so much push them across, worry about that part of it, but just, you know, make charges, get guys out there, put guys in trouble, you know, get some action going. Uh, we haven't really been able to sustain too much, and when we do, it doesn't seem like we've been able to get that big hit. It seems to be like a theme all year. You guys, when momentum flips off to the other side, it seems like it's been tough for you guys to find a way to get back. It seems like it's been that way for a good part of the season. It has, and I think that's, um, you know, it's it just kind of goes to really what we've we've done offensively. There was times early I felt felt good because we would throw some big innings together. And lately, we haven't just had the thunder to be able to do it. Uh, Pablo, what did you think of him? First four team good, and then they got to him in the fifth and the home run. We held sixth. Yeah, I thought he. I thought he was good early, uh, and actually, like he made some good pitches. Uh, they made him fight there. I think it was in the fourth or the third. A lot of pitches, and then a lot of pitches when they got to him a little bit. And you know, we really wanted to give him a chance to kind of go out and throw up a zero, regroup. Uh, once the guy at the home, and we're like, okay, that's enough. What do you think of Payne's at bats tonight? Obviously, his first hit. But what do you think of that bats overall? No, they're good. This guy, we just got to give him a chance to play. I mean, like to evaluate him day by day, uh, let him get comfortable and see what happens. But obviously, get his first hit. That's a good thing. Uh, get that monkey off your back. Don't let that thing grow game after game. So to be able to do that, I think is going to be big for him. Uh, and then we just let him play. We'll see what it looks like. That was Marlins manager Don Mattingly after the Marlins 4-0 loss to the Cubs in Game 2 of this series yesterday afternoon. The Marlins will attempt to avoid being swept this afternoon at 2.20 Eastern time back home when Jesus Lazardo goes opposite of the right-hander Adrian Sampson. 2.20 first pitch will hit the air at 1.50 with Marlins on deck. And as always, we hope you find some time to join us on the Marlins Radio Network, driven by AutoNation. Okay. Picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. 
because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.